right. Welcome to the Sober Heathen Podcast. I am Sober Heathen. Welcome, friend and foe, because there seems to be more of those these days, those little foes, but that's okay. So, welcome to the podcast. It's been a minute since I've done a solo. It's been a minute since I've done one outside of the uh, 10-minute one that I put together with my kids, which was uh, my all-time favorite. Um, it was interesting to see um, how sports was the... Uh, was the topic of discussion on on there, and it was uh, it was actually really cool to see. It was actually really cool to uh, to see them kind of you know just be be them. You know what I mean? I, I kind of anticipated when I kind of tried to talk a little bit about uh, the recovery and what's going on and what oh look there my bed is appearing in the background. Um, they kind of just wanted to talk about sports and put their input out there. That was really cool. So hopefully one day they'll have a much more successful podcast talking about whatever they want to, if that's something they choose to do. So, um, anyway, I haven't done a podcast talking, updating about much, much of what's going on in my life. Um, I did, excuse me. I did, uh, put out some posts on X leading up to my one year anniversary. I think I did more of the pre-post, pre-anniversary post than I did on the actual one. I, I did throw it out there, obviously, but um, so I'm a week into a year now. So I did my one week anniversary was um, a week ago yesterday. And just a, a quick hit on where that is, uh, things outside, meaning family, friends, job, Um even monetary isn't bad. Everything's pretty damn awesome on the outside. Inside, it's still a little bit empty. Um, still looking for my spark. The the hobbies that I used to enjoy um, are no longer fun to me. Um, used to be a gamer. I'll log into a game, sit there for 10 minutes, and I'll log back out. Um, and I have like six of them that I rotate through, and it's just it's not tickling my fantasy. I did watch my uh, second Lions game in a row, uh, the entire thing. Um, that was enjoyable outside of the outcome uh, last weekend. Um, so I'm still trying to find myself a little bit. I'm working with my doctor on uh, different medications to try to fill in the gaps with some other issues I have, bipolar, depression, anxiety, that type of thing. I just haven't found one that really uh, works for me yet. But uh, on the outside, everything's great. Just still working on myself. So as far as a year goes, um, you know, I'm not overly excited about it. Um, not like I was at six months. Um, it's it's real. It's authentic. It's not fake. There isn't a bunch of drinking um, like in previous attempts to get sober where I drank a handful of times and pretended I was at four months or whatever it was. Um, the desire is all but left. There are times when I'm like, man, and I said this last night to Miley, I said, you know, it'd be if I knew that I could go buy a pint of Captain Morgan and enjoy a few stiff drinks play some video games and then go to bed and be done with it. I would love to be able to do that. But evidence would suggest with my past that that is not possible. And so this thought process leads me into what I wanted to talk about. And this isn't going to be a long one, I don't think. But um, And maybe this will be the last podcast. I'm not 100% sure. Um, you know, I do have a couple guests lingering out there um, that have talked about coming on. And then I posted on X... Um, a response that I got, um, but I'll get back to that maybe later. Um, somebody had listened to the podcast and said they wanted to have nothing to do with me and what I'm the message I'm trying to send. And I, I and I was like, man, it's 
really weird because I don't think my message has been on the podcast. And I, I know my guests certainly haven't had a bad message outside of one dude that I disagreed with completely. And I invited him on and tried to have a civil discussion. I think we managed to do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure how much farther the podcast is going to go, but we'll see. Um, so. Some of the recent posts, you know, I, um, I, I've decided as far as time goes, I don't really feel I need to track it anymore. I have my one year coin sitting in front of me. It's metal. It's really cool. And I will keep this forever because that year means something. But the more I look into it, the more I think about it, that one day at a time is very important. One hour at a time is important at times. And if we're all doing it one day at a time, then all the time prior to today, it's great. But if we're just focusing on today and those times don't help us through today, it doesn't guarantee us right today, then what's the point of counting? And it really just puts more pressure on anything. And the more that I find, you know, there are people that use that time that they've put behind them as a way of fluffing their ego and superiority to others, which is ironic because these same people are saying that my ego is in the way. Get my necklace out here because I like it. Um, when I say I, I, I posted, and anybody that listened to this probably followed me on X because nobody else pays attention to this thing other than people on X. Um, I posted, I'm not calling myself an alcoholic anymore because I'm not an alcoholic anymore. It's pretty simple. And some of these people with uh, longevity, in, in, and, and they're all coming from one place, and it's AA. And anybody that has listened to this before, I am a proponent, or I am for AA. I love it. It, it did a lot for me. It just didn't give me uh, to where I am today. It gave me a good foundation. It's something to build on. And I used a bunch of other sources and a bunch of other viewpoints and ideas because that's what AE is, is an idea, right? Um, to get me to this one year sobriety. Um, but boy, it, it, overwhelmingly people were super positive about me calling that because not calling myself that. And even the ones, there, were, there was a, a, another the secondary portion where people were like, ah, I disagree. I think, you know, you can, it's, it might be dangerous to not call yourself an alcoholic because you forget who we were, um, but I support you and whatever works for you. So that was between that and the people 100% supported me was the overwhelming majority of the people that responded. It was a small, louder majority that would have to reply to every other comment and just want to pick a fight. And, and you know, it really blew my mind that these, these people coming from AA, they were coming from AA because you can tell the talking points, the one-liners that are constantly thrown out there. And, you know, we'll go have a couple of drinks and get back to us. What sense does that make? And what they're referring to is they're referring to the chapter in the big book called More About Alcoholism. Okay. And that's where Bill is talking about the moderate drinker, the heavy drinker, and then the real alcoholic. And that's another term they like to throw out there is that real alcoholic. But hopefully I remember to go back to that because I'm all over the place. If you listen before, you know this. So more about alcoholism, Bill isn't talking about somebody that has put in work, that went, that's went to four treatments, that has lost everything and built things, everything back up in a year's time and put some serious recovery in that. And not only do I have a year of sobriety, I have all that other time in the past three years that I've been working to better myself and to overcome uh, alcoholism. I have all that time, everything that I've learned, every week that I put in sobriety was something 
getting me to this point. And to take that away from anybody is absolutely ridiculous to say, oh, well, you had a two months and now you just wasted it because you went out to drink or you weren't ready or you didn't call your sponsor or you didn't do this is just absolutely freaking ridiculous in my mind. And that's just my opinion. So I don't feel that I need to call myself that. And they keep going back to more about alcoholism and what they're missing. And maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'd love to have discussions. Otherwise, I wouldn't put things out there that invoke discussions. He is talking about somebody that hasn't decided if they are an alcoholic or not yet. They think they may have a problem with drinking. They're not sure. Maybe they're a hard drinker. Maybe they can moderate. Or maybe they are a real alcoholic. This is in the beginning stages of making a decision to do something. Not after a fucking year of sobriety and what I call pretty good damn recovery. I've already determined that I'm an alcoholic when I drink. But I have not drank in a year. Therefore, I am not an alcoholic. Okay? And that's just how I feel about it. You feel about it how you want to feel about it. But to misconstrue what Bill was saying about somebody that doesn't know whether they should look for help or not, and if they're a real alcoholic, is completely different than somebody has already accepted that in the past, done a bunch of work to get to where they are now, and drop that label. Completely different. So you're completely misrepresenting what is going on in there. Yet, here you are. And that's, I don't want to use the word cult, so I'm going to save it say say it that much and that's it so let's talk about the real alcoholic this is the thing that, I, that that really gets me too because the same small tiny crowd of aa this minority percentage of people in aa if you say that yeah i just quit drinking on my own the small crowd will say well then you weren't a real alcoholic because you couldn't have done it without aa if you were real alcoholic you would have had to do it our way Show me where that you get to label other people that whether they're alcoholic or not. That is your choice. I admitted that a power over alcohol in my life has become unmanageable. That's step one. It says we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol. But it's not saying we decided that you are alcoholic and your life is unmanageable. We did it. They're saying that the group of us had decided individually that they were alcoholic and their lives had become unmanageable and they're powerless over them. That is step one. So to tell somebody that is out there working or overcome it without the steps and without AA or your way, whatever that may be, that you weren't a real alcoholic is a real douche mover thing to say. That is ego and that is a superiority complex if there is anything. I am not the one with an ego when I put something out there to to discuss. And I'm not, you know, so you're not a real alcoholic. Just listen to that for a second. Well, then you weren't a real alcoholic. If you could go back and moderate, you weren't a real alcoholic. Are you fucking kidding me? Who are you to tell them? If their life, if they were, if they felt powerless over it, you can, you don't know what they felt. If their life was unmanageable, that's their decision. And I support anybody that has overcome alcohol any freaking way. Even if it was just like, you know what? I went to yoga and I did a lot of meditating, and uh, I just lost the desire. Hell yeah, that's super cool. You know, uh, I went and got acupuncture. Cool. I had some dude beat me with a stick for months every time I thought about it. Okay, that's kind of weird, but good for you. 
you know what? Like I said, this could be the last podcast. So fuck it. I'm going to be authentic. That's what I set out to be. Right. So I walked away from religion because I would have people sitting up here thinking they were sitting up here and talking down to me a certain way that I couldn't live a certain way that I couldn't be moral. I couldn't be kind. I couldn't live a good life unless I had this particular religion. And then I'd try to have discussions about it. And then it turns out that I've read their book that they use more than they have and was able to have a conversation where they would just get frustrated and just call me whatever they wanted to call me. The same thing has happened again. And that's a small group of people in the, and Christianity was a religion that I was, I was, I grew up in. Okay. Just to be clear. And then when I got into AA, I found a bunch of great things, just like I did when I was younger in in in, in Christianity, um, that made me feel good, that made me feel connected, gave me a group of people to talk to. Uh, you know, again, I was really a little kid, so it's a, a little bit different. But I loved going to church and singing and and doing all these things. And then as I got older, I had questions, and then you know, I, it was response with you know anger or there was ego and there were just things that I didn't like. And then I started reading the book and I had questions and it was like, well, don't ask questions. Just listen. Kind of like take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. You heard that before. So as I stayed in AA and the longer I got these smaller crowds, these individuals, little individuals, and please understand that they are a small group. These people just, they're so loud whether they actually are that loud or I'm creating that, that could be too. But they're so loud with their their, their condescending comments and, and actions and tone. You know, you have to do it this way. This is how it's done. You know, like I said, the cotton out of years and put it in your mouth. It's just, yeah, you know, you don't talk for the first couple of weeks that you're in the room. Just shut up and make the coffee and listen. I mean, just how terrible is that? And so, Somebody might listen to this and be like, well, that worked for me. I can't believe he's saying that. Well, good. If it worked for you, I am happy. But don't sit here and try to pretend that this is the way that it's going to have to be for others to do it. It might not work. And you're just being completely and totally dishonest if you think that AA hasn't pushed away a large number of people because of this. I know that it's intimidating to go in there and say I started over because I had two different sponsors. And when I would screw up and I was actually ready to be honest about it, it was really fucking hard to do. Really hard to go back and say, I fucked up. Because some people are going to be like, hey, you know what? Get back on the wagon. You're here. That's all that matters. You're here and you're back on the horse. Those are the people that need to be heard. Then you got these other people. Well, did you call your sponsor? Hmm? Were you working the steps? Hmm? How many meetings did you go to? Hmm? Yeah. And it's just this condescending, these condescending pricks that think they got it all figured out. And, I'll, and if if you're offended by me talking about religion and, and AA this way, sorry. This is just me being honest. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm willing to have a, a conversation with anybody. And if anybody disagrees with me and they, you know, my schedule is a little different now, but if you want to come on and talk about it, um, and have a discussion about it, or even a mild argument about what I'm saying, you're more than welcome to. Um, I just, there is no one way to do things. And that goes for religion. There are thousands of religions on this planet. And millions of people are a part of those religions, and they are living a healthy, moral, happy life, and they're not out killing and raping everybody. So to say that there's one way to do that is just not honest. And to say that AA is the only way to get clean and sober 
and to not be a dry drunk is just dishonest. Was it the most popular way? Yeah. Does it have government backing a little bit? There were politicians that were speaking out for this thing. Um, is the anonymity part good? Yes, because that opens the door for more people to go in. Um, but does that make it hard to really see how good AA is doing? Because I, I was sent a study, or well, I don't know if it was considered a study. It was a summary of a study um, about how successful AA is. And you can go out and you can find other ones that would say the opposite, that it's at the bottom. It's at the bottom for people in, in recovery. And I think that's becoming more and more true. I don't I, I don't have anything right now to back it up. I'm going by the my sample size. Sample size of people that I talk to on X and the sample size of people that I talk to on Facebook, the sample size of people that I talk to at work, working in this field, and the sample size of people um, in the community on what works for them. I know a guy that has, I think it's 11 or 12 years now, and he did the same thing as I did. AA was a huge part of it. And he hasn't been into a meeting in years because the meetings can be perverted and twisted by ego. And that's the one thing that I learned through working the steps with the sponsor and going to AA that ego and fear are two huge things that can set you back. So if you're trading your ego, excuse me, if you're using the groups and allowing your ego to fester, there's a fancy term that AA likes to throw around too. It's a dry drunk. But no, God forbid, that ain't them because they're going to meetings. They have a sponsor. They have X amount of time under their belt, and, and they would never say that they're not calling themselves something again. I'm always an alcoholic, forever and always. And that's okay if you really think that, truly. I'm not trying to be condescending because I had some really great people support me uh, on X when I said this let's said that they're going to refer to themselves as alcoholic forever and always. And that's fine. Do what you do to need to do to stay sober because anybody that stops drinking poison, I'm for it because that's what alcohol is. It's a poison. And however you can do it, I will support you even if you're a giant dick. And I try to, um, even when people are giant dicks, I try to end it with some sort of common ground. I try to end it with some sort of, something we agree on, and then I try to walk away from it. Um, you can call it a character defect. You can call it um, uh, a shortcoming of getting into it with people who aren't worth it. You can tell from go. But I think it is worth challenging some of these thoughts sometimes, not to change their mind, but for other people to be able to see it. Because people that are that hard-headed and stuck in their ways on those things, as far as like AA and or, or religious things, you're not going to change their mind. But I think it is very healthy to challenge them at times and have a discussion that you may not want to do, but somebody out there might get a piece of information from me that they don't like, and that might help them find their way to a religion or AA. Or they might hear something I say, and that might break them free from something that they felt they had to do or stuck to do, and they might get, be free. Again, this is an ego. This is what happened to me. I would listen to what other people were saying. I would go to different types of meetings. And, uh, Peer 360, Smart Recovery. I, I've been to these different, uh, Refuge Recovery. I've been to these different meetings, and I hear these things, and they're kind of saying the same thing, but they're saying it in a different way. And some of them are far less condescending and and like, you know, you gotta you gotta tell somebody else all your dirty laundry, okay? 
you, you got to get rid of your defects of character and your shortcomings. Um, you got to call yourself an alcoholic or an addict. Um, you, you, uh, you're powerless and your life is on earth. These are all negative things. These are all negative things. And I don't understand continuing to beat yourself up when you've put in hard work to get to a certain point. And what that point is for everybody can be completely different. I picked a year. Maybe somebody could make a decent argument that a year is not enough. But for me, it, it right now it is. And maybe for some people, you got to be sober for 10 years before you decide they would ever think the way that I'm thinking. And that's fine. That's totally up to you. I love the people that I've met and had on my podcast, even XRP. I'm glad to have all these conversations. I'm glad that my uh, Twitter account, uh, I mean, I, I think I got closing in on 1700 followers and that's not a nothing forever to the, the, the huge accounts or whatever. And even some people that I call consider friends, they have thousands and thousands of them, but I'm happy. I'm happy that it's grown to what it is and I'm not going to change who I am um, just to cater. And I kind of did that in the beginning when I first got on, um, on X and the recovery posse. But the truth of the matter is now that I've been speaking, how I truly feel, um, you know, the one day when I posted, I'm no longer calling myself an alcoholic. I, I went up a hundred followers on a day. Again, that's nothing in the grand scheme of things, but for me, that's, that's a ton. And whether they're following to, to see the train wreck that they think I am, or they're following because they find it interesting is irrelevant. Me being authentic is causing a discussion and people causing more people to be uh, able to be in on the conversations that I enjoy having. And who knows, one day uh, somebody might say something that I could disagree with today. They might Somebody might be able to articulate it in a way in the future where that changed my mind. And maybe I'll find a religion and maybe I'll go back to AA and think, yes, this is the only way. And I'll get my two big books that look like rainbows because of all the highlights and stickers that I put in them. And I'll carry them around. I, I still actually carry one around in my backpack. Um, but uh, maybe I'll carry both of them around at the same time just to show people how awesome I am and how much I read the big book. Just kidding. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know what the future holds for this thing. I do have a guest that we're going to talk later this week about maybe coming on, but uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. This whole thing was to document my first year of recovery. And today I sit here as a person that has worked their ass off. Um, I've laid in bed in this year, um, not wanting to get up. Um, yesterday was just <clears throat> a terrible day from the moment I woke up uh, to nobody's fault. It was causing no one. Um, I've been irritable and short with people that I love and care about. Um, they've done nothing wrong. Um, so it's it's not peaches and cream, but I in one year I've gotten back almost everything that I lost. Monetary rise, it's going to take a long time. You know, if I go uh, hit the lottery for like thirty thousand dollars and I can get all my debts paid off and I I could be literally at zero and and wipe the slate clean, but money will come. So in this one year of doing podcasts and having great guests from literally all over the world and across the United States, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for everybody that's come on here that's commented or subscribed. It uh, meant a lot. 
who knows maybe we'll we'll do this again soon but uh thank you and uh maybe we'll see you on the next one either way have a great day and if you're sober today that's awesome if you're not tomorrow's a new day take care everybody